Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. And we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. If you need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family, Rocket can. I'm going to be hanging out here with you for the next two hours. This is when I get started. Oh, no, I don't. I've been here for two hours. What the hell am I talking about? Hey, Shep, I'm confused, man. Help me out. What am I doing? You're good. It's when you get started on the West Coast. You're correct. But I do get started at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You can listen all the time, all four hours of the show, on the free Odyssey app. You can listen on your local CBS Sports Radio affiliate. You can tune in. Sirius XM Channel 158, and you can even lock in on a smart speaker. Man, it's Monday. Forgive me, people. We opened up the show talking about Tua. Oh, thank God he's not going to play against the Jets, Jets next game. We talked about Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett, he took over for Mitch Trubisky, and he's going to take over for the next game as well. We talked about the Ravens choking against Buffalo. Uh, we talked about the Broncos stinking. We talked about Geno Smith. He's playing well. We talked about Pujols, Albert Pujols, 703 home runs. Albert Pujols is now second all-time in RBIs behind Babe Ruth. Unfortunately for Albert Pujols, I mean, uh, the Cardinals lost to the Pirates tonight, 3-2. to two. A matter of fact, because we're not going to have too many more of these instances with Pujols. Uh, let's listen to home run number 703, and it's courtesy of who? Bally Sports Midwest. Listen to this. Albert hits it down the left field line. Number 703. 703. It's history. RBIs number 2,215 and 16. He's passed Babe Ruth. Second old time in history and runs batted in. A historic blast. Number 703. And so you heard it there correctly, not from me. He passed Babe Ruth. He's now in second place behind hammering Hank Aaron. And passing Babe Ruth, we know he's basically a mythical creature. And so not only has Aaron Judge passed Babe Ruth on the, the single-season home run record mark of, of 60. Now, and by the way, Aaron Judge, he is still waiting to hit home run number 62. No home run tonight from Aaron Judge. Even though the Yankees, they beat the Rangers 3-1, to Aaron Judge has three more games left against the Texas Rangers 
to try to break that single season mark in the American League that he's tied with, with Roger Maris at 61. And so uh, Albert Pujols, hell of a way to finish up a season, a career, and we're not done with him. The Cardinals will be in the playoffs, and uh, maybe Albert Pujols can continue to go out with a bang. I don't know if it's going to be a World Series bang, but he's certainly going to go out on a high note. And Aaron Judge, man, three more games just to hit one more home run. I'm certainly rooting for him. Tony La Russa decided to call it quits for the White Sox. His doctors have told him, hey, man, you need to stay home. You're 78 years old. Uh, New York Mets have decided to choke away the National League East. Uh, The Atlanta Braves, they probably have this locked up flat period. Uh, The Braves, they lose tonight 4-0 to the Marlins, but I would not worry. And then uh, speaking of getting beat up and beat down, Monday Night Football, how about this? The San Francisco 49ers, they beat the Los Angeles Rams, the final score 24-9. This is what I would consider quite simply to be an ass whooping. This was a beat down. Let me give you some simple numbers and stats here so you understand it. And then I'll I'll dive a little deeper. Matthew Stafford was sacked seven times. Matthew Stafford threw a pick six. Yeah, he threw a touchdown to the wrong team. Matthew Stafford did not throw a touchdown to anyone on his team. And Matthew Stafford, the man who is, oh, he had a procedure done, a surgical procedure done on his throwing elbow. Matthew Stafford tonight had to throw the ball 48 times just to stay alive. And so the Los Angeles Rams, they fall to 2-2. Two and two. And San Francisco, they improved their record to 2-2. Two and two. With Jimmy Garoppolo, let's keep in mind, the start of this season was supposed to be Trey Lance. Jimmy Garoppolo was supposed to be on the sidelines. That's not what happened, okay? Overall, Jimmy Garoppolo was now 7-0 and versus the Rams in the regular season. We know it didn't work out so much in this past uh, postseason. The Rams, they decided to win the NFC Championship game. They ultimately won the Super Bowl. And then... Kyle Shanahan, head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. He is now 8-4 all-time versus Sean McVay. These guys are like uh, frenemies. It's a new word. I don't know the first time I ever heard frenemies, maybe 10, 15 years ago, but here we are. And so tonight's game, outside of the, the simple uh, you know, numbers that I gave you, seven sacks and a pick six for Matthew Stafford, Besides knowing he got his ass whooped, things did start off pretty cool for San Francisco. Starting offense off in the first quarter, courtesy of Westwood One, Jeff Wilson. He decided to get the party started early. A 32-yard rushing touchdown, giving San Francisco a 7-3 lead. Now one tight end move. There's the snap in the pitch out. Goes to Wilson up the middle of the 30. Broke a tackle on the 25, 20, 15, 10. Five on the numbers. Into the end zone. They chase him in there for a touchdown. Jeff Wilson, the running back for San Francisco, has just bolted downfield. 32 yards to put the Niners on top late in the first quarter against the defending Super Bowl champions. 
Yeah, it seems that the, the Rams were cooked early. There was a fumble early on in the game. They weren't able to do a damn thing after that. And then we get to the end of the game, and I, I told you about Matthew Stafford and his pick six. Probably the most exciting play of the game, to no surprise, or to the, to the surprise of no one, came from Debo Samuel. He finished tonight with six receptions, 115 yards receiving, a touchdown, and that touchdown, it was long as hell, 57 yards. And by the way, it looked like the ball was about to be picked off. Debo Samuel was able to get his hands on it, and he took it to the house to give San Francisco a 14-6 lead. This took place in the second quarter. Shotgun snap from their own 43. Left tackle block and a leaping catch made on a quick throw at the 50 by Samuel. Broker tackle 45, breaks him at the tackle 40. He's on the hash mark to 30. He's being chased as he comes to the near side 25. Broker tackle at the 20. Sideline 10, 5, touchdown! What a run after the catch, Debo Samuel! Man, Kevin Harlan. Hey, Shep, Kevin Harlan can make two cockroaches fighting in the street. He could probably make that sound exciting. See, where does he rank among your top six all-time favorite announcers? We did, we did, I understand that. We did that already. I know Vin, I know the great late Vin Scully is number right. one. Is, is Kev- Harlan, is he, is he, he's definitely top six, right? You're going to make me go back and look. No, I, no, I'm not trying to make, I'm not trying to make more work for you. I just, You're not, I know I, you like the old school guys. Kevin Harlan is still, he's not considered old school. That's the only reason I bring it up. Back from May. We did the top six list of my favorite announcers in May of this year. Kevin Harlan was number six. Okay, okay, so it's not like he's number two or three. That's what I'm getting at. There, there's so many great announcers. That's the point I'm making. Yeah, well, Kevin Harlan, I'll tell you this much. I, I, I assume now this is his 38th season covering the NFL. Kevin Harlan. That's amazing. 36 years. I guess this is going on 37 covering the NBA. Kevin Harlan is just, uh, he's, he's amazing. Remember that time? I think we actually played it uh, when Kevin Harlan covered like the streaker on the field. Remember that? And then I think the streaker got hit and Kevin Harlan was just like, here he is. He's at the 10. He's at the 20. His ass is out. Oh, he's at the five. Oh, he got hit. And you have it right? Not right now. You don't have it right now. You're I, lying. I, I think I do. No, you're lying to me. Courtesy Westwood One, I, you want to hear for yourself? You don't want you, Go ahead and play it. And four looks into the nickel of San Francisco in the secondary. Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the <laughs> middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop Look that out. man. Here comes the blue coat. Oh, they got him. Here comes coming the blue from the left. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. Oh, that was the most exciting thing to happen tonight. I tell you what, that was a great. Okay, so obviously that was old. So if you're tuning in, that was not Kevin Harlan tonight, but that is one of the funniest things that I've ever ever heard in my life. And we'll talk more about Kevin Harlan as the show goes on because he is just he's getting ready to call basketball. And uh, was it was it a Vince Carter dunk, Shep? 
he just uh, what he say he killed all mankind or something. No, no mercy for mankind. Is that what he said? Something like that. And then, and then the famous call is "suck the gravity," I, I, you know, out of the arena kind of the kind of thing. Yeah, Kevin Harlan is just he's fun. I like him. I like him. Imagine him and imagine him and John Sterling in a booth together. It's <laughs> it would not, it's impossible, right? Jared, do you remember? The the dual games he called <laughs> the Chiefs and the what? Patriots. You remember what I'm talking about? No, what happened? There was a there was a breakdown in coverage, and I think I th- I don't know how this happened or why this happened. I could be completely butchering this, but I believe a telecast went down, and Kevin was responsible for calling both the Chiefs and Patriots game at the same time. Oh my God! Yeah, the, I faintly I right? remember. You remember this. what I'm talking about now? Yeah, yes, 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 yes. And he's that good. No, he's he's amazing. With no regard for human No, somebody dunked. It was like Vince Carter or something. Oh, with no regard for human life. I'm like, oh, okay. This is a, this is a little much here. No regard for human life, but he's he's amazing. He's so amazing. I told you about the game tonight. San Francisco winning 24 to 9. Matthew Stafford getting smacked around for the entire game. When Matthew Stafford and the Rams still had a chance. Listen to this call from Kevin Harlan. This is Matthew Stafford throwing the football to the wrong team to pretty much seal the deal. Here's Kevin Harlan. Two receivers left and two right. He gets the shotgun snap. He's got time. He throws a pass. It's picked up. Hafunga at the 50. Sideline 40. Foot race 30. Sideline 20. 10. 5. Touchdown. It's a pick six of Stafford. San Francisco has scored. How much coffee is that? You think he's drinking like cups of coffee? No, I, I, I think that's just the way he's wired. Yeah. You know what? Years ago, I actually met his daughter. His daughter is uh, Olivia. And I, I think Olivia might be married to, uh, here I go. Here I go. Put my foot in my mouth. She is married to Chandler Parsons, I I believe. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look this up. I don't need nobody yelling at me. Wait, wait. Uh, what? That's that's Kevin Harlan's daughter. Oh no, she's married to uh, what is it? Sam Decker. Yes. 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 Uh, okay. the, the former Wisconsin Badger. Yes, I mixed up my my. Ro- tall... Play with the Rockets. Yes, I yes, mixed yes. up my my tall white shooting guys for the Rockets. <laughs> it was. It was Sam Decker that she's married to. Sam Decker's got some life, doesn't he? Well, what does he do now? Nothing. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at, uh, you know, Miss Harlan Decker, and I'm, and I can put the two and two together. And I just said he had some life. You can interpret that however you want. Okay, I will. Olivia is very nice. I I met her one time. Was was with her on one of these uh, uh, casting things for an all day type situation. She's very nice, and so I, I have no idea. I just know. Well, you know what that makes me think about how I know Howie Rose's daughter too. I think Alyssa. Alyssa, she does. She's done. Uh, she's done updates on CBS Sports Radio. She's done a nice job. Has she? She really Recent? has. Yeah, and and the recently. Fan. Uh, really, I'm maybe not when you. No, you, I don't know if she's ever done it for you before. Right. I want to say no, no, no. You were hosting then, three, four years ago. Really? Yes. I haven't. I haven't spoken to Alyssa in in, in quite some time. 2018, 2019. I'm 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 99.99% uh, positive she was doing updates here. Yeah, Alyssa, her dad is uh, the great Howie Rose, uh, the radio voice uh, for the New York Mets. Uh, anyway, I digress. 
Yeah, Kevin Harlan, man, he's awesome. He's amazing. And uh, there's just so many calls. I could go on and on about Kevin Harlan. But here's the deal. The no- It was LeBron James. Oh, see, I thought it was Vince Carter. I'm pretty sure at some point Kevin Harlan had a uh, one of those ridiculous calls for Vince Carter too. Vince Carter certainly uh, had his share of them. I, Kevin Harlan could narrate my life. It'd be a little bit more exciting than what <laughs> it, it probably is in reality. He'd hype it up, but he is that guy. And tonight, the 49ers. They're not a guy. They were a team. They walk away with the victory. 24-9. to nine. Brutalized the Rams. The Rams didn't have – they have a chance. Not when Matthew Stafford is, A, running for his life. Not when Matthew Stafford has to throw the ball almost 50 times. And not when they can't muster anything with the turnovers. It's the JR Sport Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to take a break. Phone lines are open, 855-212-4CBS. You can call me about Kevin Harlan. Please don't call me about anybody's wife. And on the other side of the break as well, we'll talk about Jimmy G. Matter of fact, you'll hear from Jimmy Garoppolo. This is a guy who wasn't even supposed to be playing right now. And he's leading the San Francisco 49ers again. It's the JR Sport Brief Show right here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Get him. Bring that dog. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief. On CBS Sports Radio. What is happening, JR? I've been listening to you for a good little while now. Called it a couple times, man. The most sensational voice on the radio is you, JR Sport Brief. No doubt about it, man. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. Tonight, Monday Night Football. The 49ers, they beat the Rams. The final score 24 to 9. Oh, this was domination. If you couldn't tell, nine means absolutely nothing. The Rams couldn't muster a damn thing. Where'd their offense come from? Three field goals for Matt Gay. That's it. We pretty much opened up the game with a fumble. Nothing happened there. And at the end of the game, Matthew Stafford, he was able to throw a touchdown to the wrong team. He was also sacked seven times and trying to stay alive during the course of the game. Matthew Stafford had to throw 48 passes. No rushing in a game like this, playing from behind. 57 yards on the ground. Uh, Matthew Stafford, he threw for 254 yards to the shock of no one. Cooper Cup was on the receiving end of 122 of those passes or yards. And then meanwhile, on the other side, the man who wasn't even supposed to play this season, not for the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, 239 yards, a touchdown, that 57-yarder to Debo Samuel, and he wasn't sacked once. Jimmy Garoppolo walking away unscathed 
And the reason why he's even playing right now is because to pretty much open the season, Trey Lance, he went down with a broken ankle. And so Jimmy Garoppolo, he talked after the game. He had a nice conversation with the media after a W. And he said, oh, yeah, it always feels good when you beat the other guys, the Rams, who, by the way, yeah, they beat them to go to the Super Bowl. Listen to Jimmy G. It's always nice to beat these guys' division game. And just, uh, I don't know, every time we play the Rams, it's a dogfight. It always is and always usually comes down to, you know, the last couple minutes. And I think Huff made a huge play for us at the end there to kind of seal it for us. And Jimmy Garoppolo now personally himself. He is 7-0 and against the Rams in the regular season. Uh, yeah, we're not going to count the playoffs. But Jimmy Garoppolo, when he plays, he wins. Would they be in the same position? And I know it's two and two. It's like everybody in the NFL right now is two and two. We know that there's some two and two teams that are damn good or better than what they might be. I don't know, like the Ravens probably, if they can stop choking. And then you got some two and two teams where you go, oh, my God, they're they're two and two, but they probably aren't good. Maybe like the Seahawks. Sorry, Geno Smith. Anyway, in the case of Jimmy Garoppolo, he talked about holding on to the football tonight, not not turning it over. This is what he said. Being the quarterback, you got a lot of responsibility. Uh, I think whoever has the ball in their hand has the responsibility of the entire organization, you know, at your fingertips. And you just got to be smart with it. I think it uh, comes with experience, comes with, you know, putting in the time with the guys and just being on the same page. But, yeah, it's, like I said, it's just part of the job. Yeah, I guess it's just part of the job. Yeah, that's, that's what the hell they're paying you for. And, oh, yeah, by the way, They're paying Jimmy Garoppolo, but this man had to take a pay cut just to stick around on the team. They had to just just pack his new contract with incentives if he were to play, and he did. Like what type of – I don't know. This is like – is this like breaking up with your ex and your ex couldn't find somebody else, so the ex comes back? This is just a very – complicated situation but Jimmy Garoppolo is here and for all the Trey Lance is our quarterback all that that we heard uh, before the season that we heard in the summer knowing that they tried and wanted to trade Jimmy Garoppolo but they had difficulty because of his shoulder surgery this is probably the best case scenario not just for Jimmy Garoppolo but for the 49ers to compete as well I highly doubt that they would have the same type of success or the potential or the ceiling with Jimmy Garoppolo. I say that right now until, and I hope this is not the case, Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt because there's still a high probability of that taking place as well, just based on past history. Am I going to wish an injury on Jimmy Garoppolo? Hell no. But there's a reason that the 49ers wanted to move on from this man. It's because he was not reliable. When he played, he was good. When he played, was he one of the top five quarterbacks? No. But he certainly had a winning record. He certainly winning games. He helped them go to the Super Bowl. Was he the chief reason? I wouldn't say so. But this man has had enough moments that you go, damn it. He's a legitimate starter in the NFL. When he's healthy. You know, I need to hear Jimmy Garoppolo give me the same damn speech from Jameis Winston. Hey, Jameis, where's the pain? Well, the pain 
The pain is everywhere. It's just like the story of Jimmy Garoppolo's career. But good for him. He's having an opportunity to play right now. And if he can stay healthy through the rest of the season, then Jimmy Garoppolo, there's going to be some sucker-ass sad team that decides to pay him. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Mark is calling from Baltimore. You're on CBS Sports Radio, Mark. What's up? Hey, Jr. I got to tell you that, you know, you, you don't normally define radio stations, you know, the, the hosts with the, the active precision. But I got to tell you, you were very precise with your points. You really get to the point, and I really appreciate that. I really enjoy your show. Thank you. Go ahead. So one thing I noticed from this Monday night game, and I don't know if you noticed this as well, the Rams seemed not to even want to push the ball down the field. It was thinking and dunking, you know, for, for most of the drives. And I, you know, I, kept, uh, I kept thinking, like, you know, we're the, we're the long throws. It seemed that there was just a very conservative approach for the Rams, and you know, it's not a it's not a winning uh, approach with, with that, especially against a tough defense like the Forty ers You're not going to make any big chunk plays down the field. Yeah, I think from from the get go, from the onset, this this game was sandwiched between the initial fumble earlier on to start, and then uh, we we've seen this from Matthew Stafford, like he he can be and is a gunslinger by nature. And come on, this is – he can throw you out of the game. And so being conservative, was, was that the idea from Sean McVay to try to keep them alive? I assume it was. I mean, Matthew Stafford. No, but I, 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 I got to really question that because, you, know, you know, the whole success of last you know, the playoffs, it was such a, you know, it was such a dream season, towards, especially towards the end. It was primarily based off of their big plays and, you know, the, the, the big plays they were generating. You know, to beat the Buccaneers and uh, the 49ers and the Bengals, you know, there was such a success with that. I can't imagine they're going to have such a success with such a conservative play call. Yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not going to question, as an overall, Sean McVay, I still find him to be one of the best head coaches in the game flat period. And I think that there's still an adjustment for what the offense is right now, what the offensive line is for right now. Matthew Stafford was sacked seven times tonight. Uh, You think about the offensive line being anchored by someone at left tackle who was 40 years old last year in Whitworth. He's gone. Uh, You think about the explosive option that they bring in. Uh, They're still trying to work Allen Robinson in. This man only had two receptions tonight for seven yards. I mean, they opened up his first uh, game of the season saying, where the hell is he? Uh, You can't just go to work with, with Cooper Cup. And so I think this offense is still trying to figure out who the hell they are, especially with it is a new team. It's, it's not the same exact squad on offense that they had last year. So I, I think this is still a situation where they're trying to become acclimated. I'm not going to take anything away from Sean McVay. He is like a football genius. So I think it has more to do with the players that are on the field as opposed to, well, Sean McVay is – It's kind of babysitting. What do you want from Matthew Stafford if he's on his ass every play? It's tough. DJ calling from Atlanta. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up? Hey, Jay. I just want to let you know, man, you do a good show, man. I appreciate you, man, and everything, man. But uh, I like San Francisco, man. I think they're going to be all right this year, man. They might might be a sneaker. To do what? Probably go to the Super Bowl, man, the way they're playing tonight. Yeah, well, it's it, it's one game. Uh, in in the four games that we've seen so far, this much is clear. 
the 49ers still have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Uh, the 49ers have no issues getting to the quarterback when it comes to every single, uh, you know, pass rushing uh, statistic, whether it be, uh, you know, hits, a percentage yeah. of getting to the quarterback. The, the Niners are up there and we're only four games in. And so, look, as long as Jimmy Garoppolo can can stay upright, I'm going to give them a chance. Uh, yeah. Same thing. They still have uh, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. It's always nice when when George Kittle is available to play. Uh, so yeah, the Niners. They I wouldn't be shocked if they went to the playoffs. I, I think the big thing here for the Niners is is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be healthy enough to make it? That's the question. Yeah. Hey, what, what about the Braves? What do you think the Braves going to do? Oh well, we we see the Braves. I, I think it's a foregone conclusion that they're going to win the National League East, and. Um, you know, I, I, I still think it's the Mets. I know they just got their asses whooped between Scherzer and Degrom. Uh, yeah. That's a that's a major concern. The, the Braves, the bullpen, not necessarily worried about that. What happens, you know, in the starting rotation outside of of Max Fried? I know you still have Charlie Morton. You have all the bats in the world. It's it's tricky right now. I'd say probably the Braves. You got the Dodgers. And, and I, I would not discount the Mets, despite how ugly they looked over the weekend. I'd be more concerned uh, with the Mets bats. But the Braves, they have enough to go back to the World Series. Hey, brother, well, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for accepting my call, man. No doubt, DJ. Thank you for calling from right here in Atlanta. Yeah, I think it's a, a three-team three team race. I would still probably favor the Dodgers. Uh, the Braves are in a better position. I wouldn't have said that if I didn't believe that. DeGrom and Scherzer, they, they look to be a little busted up. Uh, Scherzer, definitely. Uh, DeGrom now dealing with a blister. and it's, it's tricky. But look, the Braves don't quit. The Braves don't go anywhere. We saw what the Braves did last year in the middle of the summertime, and now we see what they did overtaking the Mets at the end of the year. And the Mets, man, they're missing Marte. It's, it's a fun situation. It's nice that we're moving towards the end of the year. We got postseason crazy. This is Friday, Friday. It's already Friday. Major League Baseball postseason, it starts on Friday. How the hell did we get here? I don't know. I'm just glad that we are. It's the JR Sport Re Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Uh, one of our callers, he just mentioned Sean McVay. I'll allow you to hear from Sean McVay on the other side of the break because you may not necessarily agree with his conservative play calling. Sean McVay has his own thoughts as to what went wrong tonight. You'll hear it from him on the other side. And then speaking of the 49ers, their next game, the Carolina Panthers. We'll talk about the Panthers. I'll take your calls. You'll hear from McVay, but right now, you're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. First time caller. Had to pull over to the side of the road just to make sure I didn't miss my opportunity. Want you to know that I appreciate your candor. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. 
It's the JR Sport Reef Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. 49ers beating the Rams tonight 24-9. Kevin Harlan was on the call. Man, I, we, we got the message playing in the background. And I'm just like, damn it. Kevin Harlan, I could hear Kevin Harlan rapping on the message. I could. Broken glass everywhere. People, you know, peeing on the stairs. You know, they just don't care. I, it sh- wouldn't that be cool, Shep? You ever? Well, I know the answer is no. Could you hear Kevin Harlan like like rapping? Could you? I mean, uh, he can't do everything well. You think he'd suck if he did it? I don't think he'd be great. Even if he he just read the lyrics of the message, like I would pay if Kevin Harlan said, "Hey, listen." I'm going to do a show at fill in the blank theater and I'm going to read the lyrics to the message. Like I I'd, I'd sign up to hear it. He broken glass everywhere. It, like he's it, it's like you've never seen those those clips where uh you know people just read interesting lyrics and it's it's from people you wouldn't expect. Like I think they do that on like Jimmy Kimmel or something. Yeah, but but people like it because it's so um unassuming and unexpected right but it doesn't mean that they're automatically an aficionado at that particular genre no, that's what i'm, I'm not, saying i'm not expecting kevin harlan to read the message and become jay-z you know who you know who you know who is in that league by the way in my opinion who, who? i think dame lillard i think dame lillard could be right up there with the top rappers in today's oh, game he's yeah, that good he is. Yeah. no he is good no i agree with you he is he's We've had many a bad and terrible musicians in uh, in the world of sports. How about Antonio Brown? And what's up with that guy? He's uh, what happened a couple of months ago? He took his uh, I don't know what you call it, his genitals. He took his genitals out at a. Oh man, what am I saying here? He was in the pool. He was butt ass naked in the pool in in what a Dubai, Abu Dhabi, somewhere, and he just uh. Yeah, whatever, Antonio Brown. And now he's, he, he posted a photo with, with, with Tom Brady's wife from months ago. What is wrong? He has problems for real, man. I don't know what's going to happen with Antonio Brown, but he got issues. I told you right before we went to break, you know, one of our callers pointed out Sean McVay and his play calling a little too conservative. And I said, well, I mean, Matthew Stafford was was smacked around. His guy was sacked. Seven times, he fumbled the ball early and, and late in the game, threw a, a pick six. This is what Sean McVay had to say about them basically playing like trash tonight. I'm not going to make any excuses. You know, we, we've got to play better. The things that we didn't do to execute, you know, you don't take away any credit from the 49ers, Jordan. Um, but a lot of it was just things that guys that we're counting on didn't do what they're supposed to do. Um, and so clearly that makes me think that I've got to do a better job and we got to do a better job as an offensive staff providing clarity to our players for as many MAs as what occurred tonight. Um, I think he got his ankle. I don't know the severity of it, but I thought Jeremiah Colone came in and, and battled. I thought our, our line battled. Um, there was opportunities, um, you know, that I think we're capable of making, and we didn't do it. And, and it's coaches and players in this together. We'll continue to stay connected, and, and we'll move forward, and it's four games, but, um, you know, that's kind of where we're at. Sean McVay is such a football freak, and I say that in the most positive way possible. The game just finished. I feel like if you ask Sean McVay, hey, man, what was that uh, 
was that call in the, the, the third quarter and the second series? And this man would be able to recite it to you. He'd be able to go down the whole sheet without having to look at anything. He is just a, he's a piece of work, that guy, in a positive way. 855-212-4CBS. Fred is calling from Houston. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, I know the San Francisco 49ers, they beat the hell out of the Rams. But the, doesn't Sean McVay has the same play, uh, playbook like last year? And no matter who's in his squad, or, or the San Francisco 49ers knew all the, his tricks, and that's why they, they came more prepared? Uh, no, I, I wouldn't say so. The last time we saw these two teams uh, playing, and thank you, Fred, for calling from Houston, the last time we saw these guys play was in the NFC Championship game. And, yeah, when you play somebody enough times, especially division rivals, it gets to the point of I know what you are going to bring, I know what you're going to do, but the game plan is different. The talent on the field is different. Uh, as I explained to one of our prior callers, the offensive line here for the Rams is not the same offensive line that they had last season. They've had some adjustments. We don't know to what extent. And, yeah, Matthew Stafford is healthy enough to go out there and throw 48 passes. Matthew Stafford throwing 48 passes is not a, a recipe for success. It's something that they had to do to try to stay alive. And so, yes, our Shanahan and McVay – are they familiar with each other? Yes. But when you play each other this many times, it's like a game of, of cat and mouse. Shanahan right now, overall, after tonight's victory, he's 8-4 and four all-time versus McVay. And in the case of Jimmy Garoppolo, someone who's doing the playing on the field, he is 7-0 and versus the Rams in the regular season. I told you the last time that they met, the Rams beat him. They went right to the Super Bowl, and then they won that. Uh, Debo Samuel having an understanding of what it feels like to get knocked out, to lose. Debo says, oh, yeah, we got our revenge against the Rams tonight, and it feels good. Listen to what Debo Samuel had to say. Uh, we knew we fell short last year, um, and we got to stack wins. Uh, one of the things we was focused on all week long was getting back to moving the ball, running the ball, and converting on third down, and we were flying on all cylinders today. Um, Defense left three picks out there. Uh, you see me give Fred a hard time by the one he just dropped, and uh, special teams did a good job too. Yeah, look. Matthew Stafford threw one interception, and Shep and I had this conversation earlier. It, was, uh, it could have been more than that. Matthew Stafford was having one of those games that Lions fans go, well, you don't think you're going to win anything with this guy because we remember what he was doing with us, and then we know he won a Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford is a gunslinger. Even last year, for all the success that they had, there were times and instances where Matthew Stafford would throw you into the game and then Matthew Stafford would throw you out. There was a stretch. If I, were, if I remember correctly, it had to have been about November. I remember, I think it was one game against the Vikings, Sunday night football. Matthew Stafford looked like absolute trash. You would think he was a secret agent for the Minnesota Vikings the way he was just giving them the ball. It's like, hey, my back is up against my own end zone. Yeah, let me just throw the ball to the other guy. Like, you would think he was on payroll. No, I'm not alleging that he got paid off, but you get my drift. 
And so this is what we have to get used to with Matthew Stafford. If you're not used to it already, where the hell you been? This is what he is. Matthew Stafford, give the guy a hug. Rich is calling from Chicago. You're on the JR Sport Reef Show. Morning or evening, I guess. It's evening, almost morning here. Uh, I wanted to, to talk about a trend because I'm not real big into aberrations. We've talked about this before. People do overreact when a star has a bad game and, well, now there's something wrong. I don't buy that. But what I do, <clears throat> excuse me, what I do buy is there's a huge changing of the guard at quarterback in the NFL from established veterans to emerging young people that I think are going to be the future of the team. And I say that because, and I'm not picking on Stafford, but if you take a look around the league, the guys that even came in, like a, like a Hoyer in New England, and he got hurt, and the third-team guy played really well. No one knows who he is. Roethlisberger was on his last legs. I'm getting the same vibe about what's going on late in the career, believe it or not, from guys like Stafford uh, and, and, and Brady. I mean, if you take a look at and there's more. I'm not going to pick on just those two. But if you take a look at what's happening, it's, it's kind of interesting that I think, I think that the age factor is catching up to a lot of what we would consider the top-tier quarterbacks. I wouldn't say top five, but let's just say out of 32, the top 10. And I think you're going to start seeing things. And I, I'll, I'll include Russell Wilson. I mean, Russell Wilson, it, to me, doesn't look the same at all. And not that Denver has a viable alternative, because they probably don't. But I think given that the draft this coming year, you know, and I, I really believe this, I think there's four or five really good candidates. Yeah, Stroud, Young. Yeah. We, yeah. Just, and, just, and, and i got to tell you, I played in college years ago in the yeah, 70s, yeah. and the game was so different that the kids that came out at quarterback, and as good as they were, as you know, they had to pay their dues. Hold the clipboard for one or two yeah, years. Not, well, to- Rich, I, I hate to cut you off, but we have to roll to commercial. I understand your point. These guys get drafted now, and thank you for calling from Chicago. These guys get drafted now. They're thrown right into the fire. Come on now. Kenny Pickett is starting. You know what? I'm going to take more of your calls. We'll talk more Monday Night Football, and we'll talk about these, these young quarterbacks. The revolution here. CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.